Well, hello and welcome to episode 159. This episode 159 of the Childless Not by Choice podcast. My name is Savella Morgan. My mission is to recognize and speak to the Childless Not by Choice women and men around the world, reminding you, reminding us that we can live joyful, relevant, fulfilled, childless, not by choice lives. And whether you have children or not, thank you for tuning in. Well, what is today's show about? Today's show is about headlines. There are so many. I mean, this is take four. This, this, it's been quite some time since it's taken me so many takes to do an episode. But yes, this is actually take number four <laughs> for episode 159. I just, I'm not getting it right. And while I'm redoing, more headlines are coming out, but I'm just going to concentrate on a couple of them at this time. I know a lot of you have heard about the Alabama ruling when it comes to IVF. That's not one of the things I want to talk about. I want to talk about that separately because I want to talk about IVF separately. So I, I'm feeling like I want to do a future episode on that because remember this platform, this podcast is mostly about those of us who are childless, not by choice. We wanted but could not have the children for one reason or another. And so to discuss IVF means that we're talking to, and I know that some of you are probably going through IVF, I get it, but I, I, I just feel like I need to keep it separate. That way it also gives those who may find the whole conversation triggering the opportunity to say, you know what, I don't want to listen to that episode right now. I don't ever want anyone to not listen to my episodes, but at least if I don't mix it in with other headlines, you have the opportunity to pause it until you're ready for it, until maybe a later time when it's not so triggering. I hope that helps and makes sense. But I am well aware of the Alabama ruling. So I read a lot of news. I have a um, a Google setup where whenever certain things happen that have to do with childless, not by choice, I get a pop-up, I get a notification and the article comes up. And so I'm very well aware of a lot of things. I'm also following a lot of people in this space, our childless, not by choice space. And a lot of people follow me. Thank you so much. And so I get tagged in things quite a bit. And again, thank you. Uh, I love being tagged, <laughs> especially when it comes to subject matters that pertain to us. And so, yes, again, I have heard about the Alabama ruling, but I want to talk about IVF in a separate episode. Okay, so today's headline, or the, what the show is about, I should say, is about headlines. But before we get started on that, I would, as usual, like to thank my Patreon contributors for your monthly financial contributions. I appreciate it. Your contributions, as you know, help me pay my podcast producer every month, pay my podcast host every month, pay Zoom every month, Zoom is typically where I interview or have conversation with our guests. So yes, they get paid every month. I have a paid account. A lot of people have a free Zoom account, but I don't want to take the risk because Zoom only gives you a certain number of minutes when it's a free account. I never want to say, oh, we're running out of time. We have to wrap it up. I'm always cognizant of the guest's time, but 
I don't want the fact that I've run out of time or minutes on Zoom to be the reason that we have to wrap things up. So I have a paid Zoom account. Lots of other things that the podcast player, the player that you click when you listen to an episode, that's an annual fee. I just I just paid that. And so there are just a lot of things that I, I pay for in the background. And that's why every episode I thank the patrons because Without you, more money would be coming out of my pocket. And I'll be honest, right now, I've lost a couple of patrons, and it does happen. Uh, It happens to other podcasts as well, not just mine. I totally get it. Life happens, or life is happening. And so if you haven't given before to the platform, if you find value in the episodes, now would be wonderful (laughs) to help me out with the costs. And so go to the Patreon page. All the information, the details on how to get set up are in the show notes. If you don't want to commit to a monthly contribution, you can give via PayPal at booksbysavillamorgan at gmail.com. I just got a a nice gift from someone in PayPal. And uh, thank you. I, I did email you. I hope you got the email. Hope it's not sitting in your spam account. But just in case... Thank you. And you are the person who is from the northern part of our planet. (laughs) So thank you very much for your um, kind gift to the platform. It was put to good use. And so that was a one-time gift and it was done through PayPal books by Savilla Morgan at gmail.com. So you have two ways of giving. Like I said, if you're finding help with this podcast, I just got an email from someone who just found the podcast and thanked me for the, the, the podcast, for the episodes, and just thankful for how helpful the podcast has been. If you find value in what I talk about here on the podcast, what I've been doing for the last eight years, please feel free to make a contribution. It would be appreciated. Well, Body of the episode, that's what my notes say. <laughs> it looks like we, we, meaning childless, not by choice, and child-free people are in the news again. It seems like we are always in the headlines, in the news, and not usually for anything positive. There's always commentary, suggestions, queries, queries, I should say, wondering out loud, all the things, unasked for suggestions, Yes, so here we go again. In recent headlines, the two that I want to talk about today without mentioning names or platforms, that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the two headlines that caught my attention. And the first one is surrounding surrogacy. So in the context of surrogacy, those who choose surrogacy to have the gift of a child, I I have always believed that surrogacy was a gift. And, And yes, typically the woman carrying the baby typically gets paid. I mean, I never thought that it should be any other way. It's not that you're paying for a baby, it's paying for someone to carry the baby for you. I think there's a difference. So why would she not get paid? And yes, many countries have rules and laws and regulations surrounding these agreements. It's not typically an act or a process that's just done willy-nilly. That's slang for any old way or any which way. (laughs) That's American slang. So of course, like anything else, there are people who opt to do things the wrong or illegal or cut corners or shortcut ways. That's in every industry, in every aspect of life. So why would surrogacy be any different, right? But I guess it's because there's a human being involved, the baby, and and the woman carrying the baby. It's all human, human involvement. I get it. But speaking against it, because maybe you consider it 
something that's commercial, a commercial contract, or I think the word deplorable was used. To me, that's kind of intense. And like I said, I know that there are people who like to do things the wrong way. But, you know, most countries, I did some research after I read the quote and heard about the quote. I did some research on surrogacy and I realized that many countries have these rules and regulations and, and things that you have to do. You can't just go create a contract with somebody. You you have to go through and do whatever the rules and regulations are for those countries. And, and every country has their own set of rules. And based on my research, some rules are a little bit more lax than others in some countries, more than others. So I kind of did a deep dive on surrogacy thought I knew all about it. I thought I knew what it was. But yeah, I did some research on how people get into contracts with it and all of that and found that most countries have rules, regulations. Some countries are more lax than others. Some are more stringent than others. It was very interesting. So I don't think that most people mean to be mean. I feel like people just typically don't realize how their words affect others the words that they're using, or even the fact that you're just saying things and maybe not having done any research on it. And maybe you you would still feel the same way even after the research. And of course, that's your prerogative. That's anyone's prerogative to have an opinion. I'm not saying you can't have an opinion, but I do hope in this world where everybody has a platform and some people's platforms are millions or billions strong, that we're doing some type of research before we say anything. I mean, even on my small platform, which compared to some of these other platforms is a drop in the ocean, I still try to be aware and be cognizant of what I'm saying. Have I messed up? Probably. Have I offended somebody? Probably. But trust me when I tell you, it's not intentional. I don't go around intentionally trying to offend people or make people feel bad. That's that's not my gig. That's not my heart. So and I think that most of you who have been listening for any amount of time, you know that even if you don't know me well, I think by the words I say, speaking of the words we say, I'm just not that type of person. I don't do petty and I don't do backhanded and all that kind of stuff. I don't, I don't have time. Life is too short. But I know I can still possibly have offended someone at some point, if not on the podcast, maybe out in real life, but it's never intentional. Anyway, I'm then going to give the benefit of the doubt to those who make commentary, who put us into the headlines by making certain comments and say that, you know, we all mean well. Maybe sometimes we forget to do a little digging, do a little research, because, you know, I went back after my first take of this episode, I went back and I did a deeper dive on these comments to make sure I didn't miss something. So I was like, maybe there's a reason this person said this thing. I mean, one of the people, that's what I thought. The other person, not so much. But the one comment, I said, maybe they had a reason for saying it. So I went looking to see if I could find some context and I just couldn't find any. But if there's a context around it, if I find it, I will let you know in a future episode. But I went looking for context. Well, I, I looked for context in both statements, but I just couldn't find any. And so that was take one. I went back and did a second take and I just felt like, I think I read, I read the actual quotes in take number two. And I didn't want to do that either because I'm not trying to start trouble with people, especially people bigger than me. That's not what this podcast is about. This podcast is first and foremost, every time 
about us, encouraging us, and making sure that no matter where in the world you are, that you see that light at the end of the tunnel, which is community, because now you can commiserate with people, other people like you, no matter where you are, who also didn't get to have the children, also wanted children. And, you know, the thing I notice about these comments is I don't think that in either case, like I said before, any research was done. So there are people who just cannot, they could not have children. That's some of us. Most of us were listening. There are people who did not want children. And I have always been of the belief that if you did not want children, you shouldn't have children. I mean, we shouldn't be made to have children just because the human being count in a particular country is low. That's not a reason to have children. Because I guarantee you, the people who are saying that we need to have children, those who didn't want to have children but could, they're not going to take care of them. And so as much as I wanted a child, I would have done anything for a child. I mean, sometimes I still look back and wonder, oh, did I do enough? Could I have just ignored the voices that were telling me it's not a good idea? All of the voices I heard, I could have just gone ahead and done it. And I wanted a baby. I wanted at least one little human that could possibly <laughs> look like me. <laughs> You know, I mean, people tell me all the time, I never saw it. I never saw it until the last couple of years. I always thought I looked like my mother because I'm I'm dark like she is. My father is a, a fairer skinned person. He comes from fairer skinned people. And so I just, I thought I looked like my mother because I, I'm like, her, I, I'm the coloring of her people. And I'm like, people kept saying, well, you look like your father. And one day I looked at my father and I looked in the mirror. I'm not kidding. <laughs> yes, like just recently, the last few years, yep, mind you, he passed five or six months ago now as of this recording. But I looked at it, I'm like, wait a minute, I do look like him. And I'm thinking, I kind of look like both of them. Yes, I know I'm Sevilla and I look like myself. I, I get it. I know that that's what some of you are probably saying. But the fact is, I just never thought that I looked like him until recently very recently. And I don't know about some of you, but I know for me, especially when I first started out realizing I was not going to be able to have children, I really wanted to see somebody who looked like me, not out of vanity, but to look at this person and look in their face and see me. So I really wanted to have children. I wanted at least one child. But there are people out there, my whole point <laughs> is that there are people out there who have decided, and I just read an article, and I may have put it in the show notes. I read an article about a couple. They're doing very well for themselves. I think between the two of them, they're making about 200000 US per year. And they thought about it, they talked about it, and they came to the conclusion that they did not want to have children. And I think that's their prerogative. Why bring more human beings into the world that nobody really wants, that nobody really wants to raise, and it's just going to add more terror, <laughs> terror to our planet. That's just, that's all I think is going to happen. And so nobody should be made to have children. And I think if more research were done, we would notice, some people would notice that there are also people who just could not have them. You can't make a person have a child who is not able to have a child. That's why research is so important. <laughs>
So yes, I truly and strongly believe that if you don't want children, don't have children. And I, I think two things can be true. It can be true that I wanted children in the worst of ways. I am not upset with or jealous of the people who don't want children but could have them. N no, I don't, I don't have time for all of that. What I am concerned about is mine and yours, those of us who wanted but could not have children, your mental health, your emotional health. I want you to be well. I want us, us to be well with the the path we've been given. This is this is the journey we've been given. And so it doesn't make any sense to look at others and be jealous or be upset or envious because oh, you can have a child and you don't want one and I want one so badly. No, that, that's not how it works. Everybody's entitled to make their own decision. I don't, I mean, <laughs> never mind. I was going to go down another road, but I'm not. So anyway, I just feel like we just need to stay strong, <laughs> stay strong in the light of these headlines and these comments and commentaries and suggestions. Remain strong. Just remain strong. Just know that you are worthy. You deserve to be here. You're not second class. The only difference between you and the next person is you did not get to have the children you wanted. Otherwise, you're out there living life. I know it <laughs> because I am. We're living life. We're working. We're paying bills. We're making changes. I am about to make a major change in my life as far as I'm literally actually headed back to school. Apparently, a master's degree is not enough to keep me and get me where I need to be until my retirement years. So I'm going back to school. I'll talk more about it later once I thought about it and made a decision as to when I'm starting and all of that stuff. But I'm headed back to school and I'm just hoping and praying it works out because what I want to do once I'm finished with that degree is what I want to do until I retire. It's not going to be easy. None of it is. I know it. I don't have rose-colored glasses on, but I want to feel secure in what I'm doing and I want to be fulfilled in what I'm doing. And I know there are going to be difficult days, tough days. There are going to be people that I'm going to have to deal with that I probably don't want to. <laughs> but that's any job, right? That's any industry. That's anything. But in this case, I feel like I am going to be more fulfilled or fulfilled more of the time than not. And so that's why I'm opting to do this. And, you know, I guess I've said that because we all are, like I said, we're all doing life. We're all doing life, whether we got the children or not. We're all living life, making decisions. We may make decisions that cause us to fall flat on our faces or cause us to get to another place, the place we've wanted to get to that we didn't even know we wanted to be there. And that's anybody else on this planet. It's not just people who have children. It's not just people who do not have children. It's not just people who did not want children. We are all human beings doing life, living life. It just so happens that for us, our journey says we're not going to have the children. We didn't have the children. And so then the next step is something I ask all the time in almost every episode. What are you going to do? What are you going to do about it? What kind of life do you want? What kind of kind but firm boundaries are you building or you should be building so that you get to have the kind of life that you want? Because if you do not build those kind but firm boundaries, you will realize way down the line, somewhere way down the line of your life that, you know what? I didn't get to do what I wanted to do. I was always doing what other people wanted me to do. I was always 
on somebody else's timeline. I was always adhering to somebody else, some other family member, some other adult, <laughs> maybe somebody else's child, who knows, but kind but firm boundaries, or we, we don't get to live our life, we're going to live somebody else's. Um, decisions about what next in your life, if you're making changes like I am, what decisions need to be made. Yeah, It's nice to hear people and their opinions and hear what they have to say, but you're the one that's going back to school, making the changes, moving, whatever it is that you are doing. Do what's best for you. Some may call it selfish, but it's not because they're doing what's best for them. I've said that before too. People are doing what's best for everybody. People are doing what's best for them, but they like to tell you what's best for you or tell you what to do because you didn't have the children. That is that second class mindset. And it makes me nuts. <laughs> Don't make me go down on a tangent. I'm trying not to. But this is why it's good to take good counsel from people and make sure that you have the right people surrounding you so that you are getting good counsel. But remember, the final decision is always yours. Always. Because, and it can be scary. It can be scary. It can be scary to make decisions where nobody around you likes the decisions. They all think that you're, you know, you should listen to them and what's wrong with you and why are you going here or there? You don't have kids anyway just stay here. You know, whatever those thought processes are, whatever it is people are telling you, but then you end up living their life and not yours. And you only get one. We only get one life. We only get one. And so I'm going to give these big changes my best shot. I'm going to do the best I can. You know, the thought just crossed my mind as I wrap up here. I don't know if I've said it on the podcast before, but I know I've said it. And Although I am a woman of a certain age, <laughs> you know, now that my parents are gone, now that they're both gone, I feel like the buffer, I feel like, like my buffers are gone. I don't know if anybody else who's lost both their parents feel the same way, but I feel like my buffers are gone. So like my protectors. And yes, many of you know I'm, I'm a believer. And so I, I believe in God and I trust him he, and I know he protects me. But I feel like my earthly buffers, protectors are gone now that both my parents are gone. And there are times, I, I guess it's, it's going to take time, I'm kind of going off on a different tangent here, but maybe this will help somebody. It's going to take time for me. It's taking time. And sometimes I still wake up with a start thinking I have to go check on my dad. And my mom's been gone four years. And that's happened with me thinking I have to go check on my mom. And she's been gone four years. But there have been several times since my dad passed about five months ago where I have literally woken up with a start thinking I have to go check on him and then realized, no, I don't. <laughs> so that's part of the grieving process. But I guess the point with me saying that I feel like my buffers are gone, I really have to think about the decisions I'm making. There are no suggestions coming from those two people anymore, the two people I trusted most on this planet. And now the decisions I make, yes, I'm surrounded by family and great friends, but I realize that everybody's living their life. And I've got to make decisions and hope that I'm making the right decisions and pray about the decisions I'm making. So I hope that this is helping someone listening to. It's not easy. It's scary. We don't know what the future holds. All of that stuff is true. 
but we still have to make the best decisions we can for us so that we're living that one life that we got. Even if it's not the life we wanted, it's the one we got. We don't get to just sit down and do nothing because we don't like the life we got. We still have to do something. We have to be about something. And so even with these headlines, even with these comments, even with these rulings, all we can do is the best we can do. And I do hope that this has been of a help to you. Before I go, I want to just give you a couple of announcements. Announcement number one, if you are a patron, please stop by the Patreon page for a personalized video message from me. And if you are a current contributor, there's also a message in your Patreon inbox. So be sure to stop by the Patreon page, read the message, let me know what you want to do if you're interested. Basically, just to be open with everyone, I've got several copies of the Praying Through Infertility book. Remember, I am a contributor to that 90-day devotional, and I am giving copies to patrons, people who have or are giving financial contributions to the platform as a thank you. That includes if you have given a one-time recent contribution, if you're interested. I don't like to mention names. You guys know this. I don't mention names unless I've been given permission. So that's why I'm talking without mentioning names. So the person who recently gave me a PayPal contribution, if you would like a copy, please let me know. If you are an active giving patron, please let me know and I'll get a copy to you. You know, it's just as a thank you, because as I said before, maintaining this podcast costs and uh, most of the money comes out of my pocket and I'm not complaining about it because this is something that I love to do. It's helping me as much as it's helping you. When I started this podcast, it was to help me as much as it helped you because I was in a really bad place. I was really, I, it was bad. I don't want to go over old stuff. You can listen to the old episodes, but I was in a bad place. I had fibroids. I was having accidents every single month, every single month. And I know there, there were adults listening here. If you have children listening for some reason, pause at this point, because I'm also going to say, let me give you a five second pause. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. The accidents were horrible. They were terrible. They were horrible. And I will never forget them because they were what happened to me as I tried to hang on to that clock. A friend of mine took me to a museum recently, and one of the, the works of art in the museum was a man. I, I would imagine the man was God, maybe. I don't know. But it was a man with a gray beard and gray hair, and he had on a robe, you know, like the robes they wore in the old days, the Bible days, for lack of a better term, and he was holding the hands of time. He was at this clock, and each of his hands was on a hand of the clock. It was it was an amazing, amazing painting. It just hit me that that is that was that was me running out of time. I was running out of time, and I ran out of time. I didn't get to meet Mr. Wright. I ended up with a hysterectomy and ended up not having children. So some of you. You have endometriosis. Some of you have fibroid issues. You've had a hysterectomy. You have PCOS. You have adenomyosis. I did a whole um, episode series on all of the things, unexplained infertility, all of those things. You know, mine was I ran out of time and I had fibroids. We all have a story, but it's what we do with our story, with the journey we've been given that matters. That's what matters the most. 
Anyway, that's the Patreon announcement. You all know I'm good for going on tangents. The other announcement here is one I'm really excited about. Apple is now providing transcripts. Apple is now providing transcripts. And so that means that for those who are hearing impaired, you can now read the podcast. And I find that exciting because I have always thought about the hearing impaired. They cross my mind all the time. I'm like, I wish I could do something. But transcripts were expensive. They really were. I did one and I'm like, I can't keep doing this because I don't know how many hearing impaired people are reading the transcripts. I couldn't get a gauge for that. And so I just did the one. So I'm really excited now to hear that Apple is providing transcripts for every episode. You can go in and the link is in the show notes on how to get instructions to get set up for transcripts. But yes, I'm really excited that Apple is now creating transcripts for every episode. That made my day. It made my week, to be honest. And that's a great thing. So that's the second announcement. Those are the two announcements. Remember, I've always written my show notes, I guess, kind of like transcripts. They're chock full of stuff. There are research links, the research that I did on this episode or for this episode. There are articles of interest. I think I have three articles of interest in here. I think one of them is about the people who decided not to have children, although they were making quite a bit between the two of them. There is an article in here about a woman who was trying for 15 years to have a baby. She was carrying twins and she lost them because of a decision she made. I was like, are you kidding me? But that's, it was a decision she made that caused her. So just so you know, that's one of the articles in here. Hopefully it's not triggering, but I like to, when I find good articles, put them in the show notes. I don't, I don't like going to a podcast and looking for show notes and I see like two sentences. I'm like, really? (laughs) Really, that's the best you could do. I like a nice chock full of show notes so that even if you're not able to hear the podcast, you can definitely tell by the show notes what was discussed. But I'm still excited that transcripts are a thing. So either way, make sure that you read the show notes. Everything you need to know is in the show notes for each episode. And be sure to check out Apple's transcripts. And now I'm closing out. Thank you so much for listening. I know I'm a little late again with the February episode, but I'm getting close to being more caught up. I'm going to be recording an episode, an interview in the next week or two. And so I'm looking forward to that. And I think I'm going to be more caught up now. I'm trying. I'm trying. So thank you very much for tuning in, for listening. It's truly appreciated. I wish you all the best. Please remember what I said. Remember your life. Takes Like my parents would tell me, take stock of your life. (laughs) That's what they always used to tell me. Take stock of your life and just know it's not easy. It may be a little scary, but it's only one life and it's short. So do the best you can with it and I will do the same. Until next time. Have a great one. Bye.